Hey, who doesn't like a cold beer every now and then? We all have our favorites. There's ales, stouts, lagers, porters. Now the latest craze is ready-to-drink cocktails and seltzers. How do you make sense of it all? Well, it's a good thing we have the gurus from Ketsif Brothers to sort it all out. Sit back, relax, eavesdrop for a bit as we talk about the latest beers, seltzers, cocktails, and the best local events that need to be on your calendar. You ready? Let's get to it. Today we're doing something special. Um, we're going to be talking with Don Hooker, who is the founder of the Chesapeake Bay Blues Festival, and Neil Katzeff, who is the big boss here, and we probably need to be on our best behavior. The Blues Festival, which is coming in on May 21st and 22nd at Sandy Point Park. What about you know, me? Okay, and we got Cassie over Thank here. Thank you. Yeah, really? Thank really? You. She's at, Cassie's actually the boss. Yeah, she, actually, she, <laughs> she does tells me every day. All right, continue, um, John. Thank but, you for the intro. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the Blues Festival is coming in on May 21st and 22nd, and perhaps uh, people say that April 18th this year was one of the saddest days of the year because you had to pay your taxes, but I'm going to say it was April 5th when I got the email from Don saying this was the last Blues Festival of – Almost 25 years, and we definitely wanted to talk to the two guys that really sort of made it happen. And thank you for inviting me into your conference room again, Neil. I appreciate it. And Don, it's always good to see you guys a little bit better uh, when you're a little bit calmer and not running around like a madman with a walkie-talkie around your neck. Right? Those days are coming soon. <laughs> or sl- catching a nap in your hammock underneath the stage. Where did all this start from? I mean, it started in 1998. Right. What was the genesis of it? Why did you do this? Uh, at the time, I owned a computer company, and it was fairly successful. We were an IBM remarketer. In my travels, I wound up doing a blues cruise in Chicago um, and fell in love with the blues with you know a lot of my customers. Then attended a uh, blues festival out on the West Coast. It was the uh, Long Beach Blues Festival. And I, I just thought, man, this is a great thing. So I stole all their ideas, and I decided, where do I want to have this festival? And I came over to the Bay Bridge Wednesday, and I said, that's where I want to have the festival. It's at Sandy Point State Park. So then I had to convince the state of Maryland that a computer programmer could put on a decent festival uh, of that size. I had to promise them that I would fix the park up when I was done and leave it just like I found it. And after quite a few weeks, I convinced them that in a a call to a couple of friends of mine in the legislature, I wound up getting the park. Um, And the park did not like the idea at first, I can tell you that, because they didn't do anything outside of that. They still don't do anything for outside promoters except three events. And you know what they are. So we got it, and we and it was my way of giving back because again we were fairly successful with the company. So it was my way of giving back and getting my employees involved. You know, there was about a hundred of them at the time, getting them involved in uh, putting their time into something rather than just writing checks and rather than having you know United Way deducted from their paychecks. So uh, that was the that was the beginning of the Blues Festival. Wow, did you ever expect it to be what it is today back then? We expected somewhere, we were expecting like a bake sale. We were expecting somewhere between 500 and 1,000 people the first year, and we wound up with like 13,000 the first year. <laughs> Neil and, remembers that well. And you? it poured down rain. It was raining sideways. It was 40-mile-an-hour gusts off the bay. It was cold, and 13,000 people still showed up, and they were dressed for it. And I decided, you know, i got to keep doing this because there's – these people are diehards. They'll they'll show up no matter what. I could, didn't have to get rain insurance ever again. So, <laughs> so, it, um, so that's how you know that's how we got started. That's what I you know that was the expectation that I had. I didn't know if it was going to last past one year, but it it certainly did. And from the get go, you've always given back to the community. I mean, it's always been a. A, a fundraiser for local nonprofits. I know you've worked with Larry Griffin, We Care, and Friends for years, and uh, Special Olympics, and I mean the list list goes on. There's a, a camp 
which does the I facial, mean, yeah, uh, facial anomalies. Yeah, they, they do facial reconstruction. Um, which is just it's it's been a wonderful community event, and certainly when you talk about community events and partners and stuff like that, you've got to look to Cats of Brothers, right? Because you guys. Um, you, we you have guys the, have your thumbs in, in any number of things. And they were – you guys were with the Booze Festival since year one, right, Neil? Yeah. I'm, I'm trying – how do we get together? I think we have the same uh, philosophy about, you know, you have a successful business, you, you have an obligation to give back. I mean, I think that's um, – you had to, to do good. But if you've got that ability, you need to do it. So, well, Yeah. Uh, and, and let's – I need to say this now. Uh, I've been doing this in the business for quite a long time. And I rate Don as the most professional promoter I have ever dealt with, right? And I've dealt with lots of them. <laughs> lots of them are, as I've told Don in the past, lots of them are a little sleazy. Somewhat, you know, questionable business ethics. And Don is like uh, just the, the most above board. Not easy to work with. Don is not easy to work with. <laughs> um, but, that, but that's what I admire about him. It's, it's extremely professional and when he tells me that Neil, we're doing this, and and these are my charities, and it doesn't include that that other charity in my back pocket, okay, uh, that's what I've always respected about Don. So, working with him the first year, just you know, it was like we set a re- record in Anne Arundel County for a number of kegs sold. Did we? Yeah, yeah. there we go. It was just it three hundred sixty six so, kegs. Yeah, but but more that's you know I know that's but what's important point. is is that the, the, really what Don represents to to you know through the both with himself and through and his lovely daughter Sarah and you know through the the um, the Blues Festival what they do for this community it's just it's 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 just heartwarming it's wonderful it's it's you know and this is not a love fest but it's just you you just you know you one can't appreciate. What a pleasure is to work someone is like, you, know, you never question anything that Don does. So that's uh, all, bud. Yeah, you, don't, you just don't know me that well. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, you know, you know me that well. <laughs> well I think we know each other pretty well. <laughs> well, I, I mean, what, what are some of your favorite memories that have, that, I mean, okay, you mentioned Me- the rain the first year, which... <laughs> that was a mess. That was certainly a mess. And, I mean, and we, you guys get rained on an awful lot. We do. We do. And we picked a bad weekend. Um, I remember those stickers. What did the stickers say? Uh, we can't control the rain. Is that the one? Or no? That's, that was I, that was the first year when we had the festival. We had to delay for an hour and a half because the soundboard got wet and it was going to shock everybody. And it was that bad. My right. first year, right out of the shoot, we're an hour and a half behind schedule. And the crowd started chanting, chanting rain or shine, because that's what said it settled on the ticket. And I, you know, I got on the microphone just for quick. And I got shocked when I grabbed the microphone and said, you know, we can't control the rain. <laughs> I know. I, I will. I mean, there's so many fun memories. There's not a lot of bad, you know. There's, I mean, everything you do has you know, there's issues, and you just get through them because, you know, at the end of the day, it's, if you got a wonderful event, that, that's really all that counts. And, and executing that event is just, you know, what we've helped we've been able to help Don do. Um, I do have a personal. Which Don knows very well. I have a personal favorite memory of the Blues Festival was. A group. Now you have to picture that many of the people there are my burnout friends from the '60s. Okay, which you know, which is one. I mean, that's just who we are. Okay, that's and a demographic. I, yes. Well, that's, you know, it's like, I don't, I don't make any apologies. You know, about my earlier, my earlier life. Not at all. Maybe who I am today. Right. <laughs> all right. Uh, but there was a group that I was just 
loved as a kid. No one ever heard of, heard of them. And um, I, I, always, I would always make suggestions to Don about groups that play. You know, like to play. He, he still does. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, I do. <laughs> and Don was like, no, no, they're not really blues. And I was like, okay, but not everybody have it. No, no, we just, oh, we can't get them. He was actually really, he tried to get a group for me, so we can't get them. And he said, Neil, if you want to, if you want to underwrite them, fine. You know, it's just like, okay. <laughs> but we got this group. And her name, the woman's name was Lydia, or is Lydia Penns, and she's with Cold Blood. And, and I just begged, dude, you have got to get this woman. I actually played at Woodstock. Yeah, she, yes. Just, now these are, these are people paid that Fillmore West, all right, these are all '60s people, and um, so and then it was like we went through the whole book. I remember the baloney with their their uh, manager asked me if I pay for their flights. Like Don, I called Don. I was like, "Is this right?" And then Don blew up on the that's not, not the most unprofessional thing I've ever heard. And you know, felt that guy. And he goes like, "I'm not going to tell." <laughs> so I did. <laughs> so anyway, she came and it's like, uh, I will say one thing. You know the expression, you, know, you can't go home? Right. You can't go home. All right. <laughs> so, I, I, I mean, the music was great. The band was like, there was no one original. She was original. She was actually quite good. Still had that energy. And I'm short, and I just never realized how short she was. <laughs> like, and then she said, oh, you're the Budweiser guy. Or no, she said, you're, you're the, the beer, beer guy. guy. I said, yeah, I am. <laughs> she said, can I get a glass of wine? <laughs> <laughs> so horrible. Anyway, that was it. That was. It's not my fondest memory, but it's the one to always stick out. It's like meeting her and Don. And and before you know, before we had this interaction with Don, it's like, you want to come sit back? Say really? <laughs> Don gave me my little chair. I could sit. I was like a kid. I, mean, I was like a kid. This is, this is, I'm telling you, in the late '60s, they were like my number one group. Lydia Penns and Cold Blood. They were my number one group. Yeah, she was uh, a knockout in the '60s. Oh, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm Spotify when I get back home. And, oh, absolutely. And, and, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, they're great. They're great. Yeah. Sounds like my uh, Samantha Fish. You know, you guys had her a long time ago. We've had her several times. And um, well, I'm going to be actually doing a podcast. I was talking to her manager. We're going to be doing a podcast with her in advance of the oh, thing, cool. hopefully. We've got to cool. figure out some dates and stuff like that. But she's 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 a dynamo as well. Yeah, she is. She's she's huge right now. Huge. Yeah. Well, I, I know my uh, my favorite thing was uh, – and I actually almost brought tears to my eyes because I thought it was I thought it was a setup. Is when Trombone Shorty played. I'm going to guess say 1716. The kid in the audience came up. And there's this kid in the audience. He's got a green trombone, and he's sitting there and he's sort of playing along, doing the slide and everything else. And Shorty sees him and like bring him up. And I'm like, okay, this is this is all set up. This is all a setup. And he goes up there and he jams for this last little bit of song with Trombone Shorty. And there's you know real cool. And then the kid's getting off stage, and his knees collapse. And I look at him and he's crying. Now we're going. No, it wasn't a setup. Man, this shit's real. <laughs> it was. It was amazing uh, just to see that. It was. Yeah. Um, yeah, we made and, his life. I think. And what it means to people. I mean, I've talked to so many people that have attended, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I'm from Alabama, or I'm from Georgia, or I come up every year from wherever wherever it is." You know, that it's just it's their thing. Yeah, I mean, we have people come from Australia, a lot from Europe. I, I would say fifty over fifty percent are from out of state. They come to the festival. You yeah, know, you know what's really cool that what you said is every year recognizing faces. All right, uh, that you know I've seen been there forever, and you see, you know I'm sure they look at you know they remember me, but they would look at me. It's like he's gotten old. But I just see these people, just the same. You know, you just very distinct. A couple, maybe you know, maybe a family or this, but just you just see them every year, and that that 
I've never interacted with them, but just as your heart good, it's like, this is really, you know, this thing has had some staying power, right? Because people will come back, as Don said, from everywhere. Yeah, kids that were 10 years old, I mean, look how old they are now. They're, mm-hmm. You know, they've got kids of their own that are that are the same age they were when they started coming to the festival with their parents. But, you know, it's sort of like a, like a Grateful Dead show. I mean, you can sit there and see like a, a 80-year-old man grooving with his... 50-year-old son grooving with his 25-year-old son with their 8-year-old yeah. grandson, and it transcends generations. Without the LSD, but yeah, it's just... <laughs> and they're, they're all parked or, or positioned right where they were the year before and the year before that. Yeah. They're lined up, you know, and well before... for the before. record, I never did LSD. Never. <laughs> never. All right, go ahead. Before gates open. I never right. did. Got high every day. Oh, I never did that stuff. Oh, God. Well, Lydia was your biggest get, I guess it was, for the thing. What, who was your biggest get? Who was your... Who was the... And, and, uh, and that's really got to be difficult because that is there's the a few of them. I would there. say John Lee Hooker was a big one because he was ne- he hadn't done the, the East Coast for like 15 years when I got him, mm-hmm. and we had to you know he had to fly out, and he was in his 90s when when he played here. It was one of his last festivals, so that was a big get. Um, you know, James Brown was a, was one, probably one of my favorite performers, and he was a good get, and he was a good guy, and his prices were reasonable because it was for charity, and he gave me money back because it was for charity. He was just a good guy. Aretha Franklin was probably not my favorite performer, but she was certainly the you know the best one of the big gets that I got. Right? Can we editorial out or now you can editorial it out or not? I, she's dead. I, I never <laughs> I'd never met. I, I, not that I met her, I didn't, but I'd never been exposed live with the diva. Bonnie Raitt, she was very pleasant, you know, nice to deal with. That was a great get, too. Mm-hmm. Joe Bonamassa was a big get. Uh, you know, again, he big ego, but big get. Um, yeah, yeah. With the, with that, that was the year that we brought the rain boots. Yeah. Oh, I remember that well. <laughs> yeah. I think I bought boots specifically that, that, that was, that for that That was like that a tropical storm or that something. Was, that, was that, came that, was a, that, that was two acres of sod the following week that I had to replace from that one. Although most people, I think, just got rid of their galoshes or boots and, and, and went barefoot. Yeah. They were just all in, well, you, 110%. You, you do it. I mean, it's very similar to the Philadelphia Folk Festival. It does uh, – it's, you know, a couple weekends up outside of Philadelphia. And sometimes it rains and it just turns into this giant little mini Woodstock love fest. And it is what it is. What are you, what are you going to do? You're just going to sit there and enjoy it for the moment. Yeah, and then one thing – one of many things, but a striking thing was – how people interact with other people, you know, it's not, there was never, I mean, and I'm going for every year, there was never, you're in my space, you know, move over, you never see it, but, but, and, and Don reminded me of this, and I, and I remember this, like, people picked up after themselves and everyone else, so then it was over, the place was spotless. Yes. You, 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 I mean, I, we've done, I can't tell you how many festivals or concerts, outdoor concerts, never see what you see when you go over at uh, Sandy Point, and it's over, it's clean. It's spotless. Yeah. No, they are. I mean, they're just, they're a great, great audience. I mean, and half the reason I do this is for the audience. It started out being for the charities. Now it's for as much for the audience as it is for the charities. And that's why I've drug it out as long as I have. Well, you've delivered an experience 25 years, you know, year after year after year. Well, I've told my daughter that, you know, it's, you know, yeah, maybe we didn't raise enough this year for charity, but you made 10,000 people really happy for a weekend. How many people could say they did that? That's true. When you mentioned your daughter, I mean, let's you know, let's say Sarah is also instrumental in in making oh, this, <laughs> this run as well. Yeah. And how long has she been involved with this with you? Since the beginning, she started out in '98, but she was um, young and she was cleaning trailers. She had, okay. had her, her and my uh, my oldest son cleaning trailers. That's what they did, and that's not a good job after artists. <laughs> but they started out doing that, and then they worked different jobs during it, and then somewhere around the early two th- you know two thousand plus. Uh, 
she came on as the event coordinator and she's been doing it ever since and we've just we've had a great partnership um it's i mean that's been one of the one of the huge pluses for the festival is, is spending time with your with your daughter you know i mean certainly there's there's we have arguments but sure um, but we you know no, nothing but, changes since birth <laughs> no but you know but we do have a, a it is fun for the both of us, I think working on it, and we begin when we get to the festival. I'm the bad cop, and she's the good cop. So the, when the artist wants something and comes to her, you know, she'll either give it to him or she say, "I can't do that," but I can go ask Don if he'll give it to you, and they'll say, "No, that's okay." <laughs> <laughs> Who is the lady? I don't remember her name. She's been with you forever. Short. Dark hair. Anella. Anella. Yes. Oh, no. yes. Oh. yes. <laughs> she does. She is she. She started out as the event coordinator. She used to. She actually worked for the uh, for the company that I had, yeah. and she did all oh, the travel okay. for all of our. She did all the travel for our ship. She was a travel agent. She did all the travel for all of our trips, and then I. Um, I roped her into being the event coordinator. She and a friend of hers, Rosanna, became the event coordinators for the for the festival, and they did the setup the first you know first four, few years. I can't remember how many because I'm getting old. But um, so yeah, she was pretty instrumental. And now she you know she does the VIP section, yep, yes. which is and so you know it's, when you come back and you there's you know. People, because you need, you know, I need familiarity because it makes, have, it gives you a high level of comfort that there's continuity. And, and besides, uh, Don and Sarah, uh, uh, Anella would always be there and give me a big hug, and it's always great to see her. Yeah, that's it, something I mean, special when you go into whether whether it be a store or a restaurant or a festival yeah. or something. And I mean, you know, yes, they may not know you by your first name or your last name, but I mean, they know that you've been here before, yeah, and, right. and there's a true sense of appreciation. That you're here. Yeah. I mean, the good thing is we, we start out the festival with 800 volunteers. We had two shifts a day, 200 people a shift, and so each, so we had 800 volunteers. Well, it turns out that, you know, a lot of those people worked two, started working two shifts both days, and we didn't need 800. You know, we're down to 200 volunteers because they work both shifts both days, and they know what they're doing when, every year when they come back. They have a good time doing it. People recognize them, and they're just – some half of them were for the company that I owned way back when. Uh, some of them are family. I mean, one of the beer tents is all my cousins and from from out of town. One of the beer tents are uh, all the people that Anella knew from from Bowie, and then another beer tent is my neighborhood, and another one's my high school classmates. Well, how many? I mean, are, is this all run pure volunteers? Yes. Uh, I mean, you know, certainly we have to pay for stage crew and the professional yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, professional uh, stuff. But, but, I mean, uh, but as far as the uh, outside of a few security that we have at critical locations that we pay for, most of it is volunteer. Uh, 100%, uh, 99.9% of it is volunteer. That's awesome. Yeah. That's and then, awesome. again, they know all of what they're doing. I mean, they're. Yeah, I guess I guess after 25 years, it probably runs like clockwork. Uh, um yeah, I mean, yeah, and my job has gotten much easier because of the volunteers. All I have to do is handle the emergencies and the and the pains and the asses. But other than that, I'm you know, my job is fairly easy because they know how to handle it now. Right. Well, April fifth, you did announce that this was going to be the final year for the Chesapeake Bay Blues Festival as we know it. And for those who want to get tickets, go get them now before they're gone. You want to go to bayblues.org. Are VIP still available? Uh, they're sold out right now. Okay. We, we might we usually put a handful of them back on sale sometime in early May. But if we if the volunteers don't take them, they'll put them back. I mean, okay. if the sponsors don't take them, we'll put them back on sale. It's just usually, but it's not that many. Right. But BayBlues.org is where you want to go. But after 25 years, and obviously this is no small task to put on a festival uh, like this. I mean, it's not a uh, 
two-week planning process to start planning for the next one starts right after the last, <laughs> the last roadie loads up and moves out, I'm sure. Why are we stopping now? Uh, well, I, you know, I think it's time because the, you know, the, the, what we're able to raise for charity has gotten less, and that's for a few reasons. Our costs have gone up tremendously, starting with artists who can't make, you know, who don't make money on CDs anymore. They make money by live performances, so their rates have to go up, had to go up. I understand that, but it also raises our rates. We can't raise our picket, ticket prices commensurate with rates. I mean, one of these bands usually, you know, you usually pay as much for for one band as you would pay for all seven of them that are in a day. So 14 bands, and and none of them are slack bands, um, cost a fair amount of money. And then the logistics go up, too. The tents, the porta-potties, the, yeah. the generators, the forklifts, everything goes up, um, has gone up tremendously. So you have those cost increases. You can't raise your ticket prices. The, there's less people coming because, you know, quite frankly, you know, people are getting old and don't want to go sit out in the rain anymore sure. or, you know, for whatever reason. Uh, I'm getting old, so my and my volunteer corps is getting old. So we're getting we're getting a little long in the tooth, and it's a little bit harder with you know with, with no knees to go walking around that festival for a week setting up. Your sponsors aren't getting old. One sponsor is old, <laughs> <laughs> and I am senior to you, sir. All right, <laughs> not, not much. <laughs> well, what, what's the future look like for you after after we close out? And and this is going to be an epic party. This. This I hope so. Is May. This will absolutely be epic. But what's the future hold for Don Hooker? Uh, you know, I, of course, I worry about that because, it, you know, th- this gives me purpose and, and, a, and a legacy. So now I have to figure out a new legacy and a new purpose. Oh, I don't think you need to figure out a new one. I mean, this one's this one's going to stand the test of time for sure. But, uh, well, you know, I, I do want to keep doing, you know, I have to keep active. I mean, I always have to keep active. So Neil and I have talked and we're, you know, we definitely want to do other things in the future. We want them to be a little bit rain resistant because we're we really getting tired of that. That makes me happy. So there's no 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 beach in Tahiti with the grandkids in the future in the immediate future anyhow. Uh, no, <laughs> no, but no. Neil and I. I mean, we've had Neil and I have got a great partnership since the beginning, and we understand each other. And you know, frankly, I would have probably had to kill the festival, you know, a lot of years ago if we didn't have Neil as a sponsor. And you know, don't say that. Come, well, it's the truth um, because we had we have had big sponsors come and go, but Neil has been there throughout the course of it, and he's the last big sponsor that we have, frankly. Uh, so, well, I'll tell you, this lineup this year looks pretty spectacular with Josh Stone, Kenny Wayne Shepherd Band, Samantha Fish, who I'm I'm looking forward to talking to and seeing the Spinners. Yeah, um, you know, it's and and I can't say that this lineup is any better than any other year because I see that every year. I look at it and go, "Oh my God, look at this lineup! This can't be <laughs> it can't be any better. It can't be any better." And each year is just you you do such a great job with that. And that's the problem is I can't go backwards. I can't book you know uh, a lot of unknowns up to the up to the closer uh, and expect people to, to to you know you can't you know, you can't go backwards. You can't give them uh, Mercedes right. Benz and then all of a sudden give them a, a Kia. Right. Well, what does the festival look like this year? I mean, obviously, it's going to look very similar to years past. We're going to have the stage where it, where it, normally, is. Where it normally is. Yeah, right. We're, we're, yeah, and, and that last year, the last time we did it in 2018, rain had, it had been raining for a while. It was forecast to continue raining. And I had just come off of spending quilt. quite a bit of money to refurbish the, 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 the park. So it 
two days or three days before the festival, I decided to flip it and move it all to the other side so I could stay more on asphalt. That in, in itself was stupid and crazy, but uh, it didn't, you know, but it, it worked. It, it didn't take uh, away from. But nobody liked it, including me. So I went back to the original spot. And Sandy Point uh, was very, uh, very accommodating, and the superintendent of, of parks for DNR was very accommodating, and, and gave me this a one-time exception to go back to that other side because the you know. Uh, well, that's good because that's set up really well with the VIP section right up front there, and yeah. the, the the way everything works out. And I mean, I know they've got you know the vendors and the the beer trucks and everything else all around the uh, the perimeter. Right. It's just a, a wonderful two days in May, and that's Preakness Day too. Always, isn't it? It's always Preakness. We started out on Mother's Day weekend, and volunteers were a problem on the Sunday because the you know they were we lost them because of Mother's Day. So we we moved up. We can't go inside a Memorial Day and Labor Day in a state park. Um, oh, that makes sense. So I didn't I didn't realize that. Yeah. So we had that was the last weekend we could go before before you hit Memorial Day, and it was. I would like to have gone into June. It's a little bit more rain, a little less rain during June than there is in May. But right, anything special planned for this year? Um, my daughter wouldn't let me do fireworks. Uh, she hasn't let you do fireworks any year. <laughs> I know. She, well, this was the last year. I thought That's maybe true. I'd get away That's with true. it for maybe, the last maybe she'll, year. She'll but, let me. but no, she won't let me do fireworks this year. So we're. Uh, I don't know. We might have a couple of little things planned, but there'll be a surprise. Ooh, it sounds like a teaser. So you want to make sure you're make sure you're there. Well, I know that you guys have partnered up with Cat Stephens, which is not a big surprise, and your Stella Artois as well, and the Anne Arundel County Food Bank. Right, right. Uh, to essentially buy a lot of uh, people some meals because we're still in a really difficult time in our world where people are still food insecure. And there will be a what is it, Cassie? A special tent that's going to be set up there at the festival where folks can donate five dollars. It's a simple donation, and that buys meals for how many people? It's it's, it's like crazy. It's like um, fifteen meals or something like that. That five dollars. Yes. Yeah, so one uh, one dollars equals three meals. So we'll actually be see set now we're up. doing math. <laughs> I know. I had to think about that for a second, but we'll be set up along with Don's other charities and in, in his kind of charity area. So the Anne Arundel County Food Bank will have their ten by ten tent talking about the food bank, how it affects you know Anne Arundel County. Again, we're talking about Anne Arundel County, not the state of Maryland. Um, and of course, with Stella Artois, which is a wonderful brand, we'll be uh, selling both chalices for $5. All proceeds go to the food bank. And then we'll also be selling our Stella Artois. Well, that's awesome. Well, you guys did this last year um, when COVID was running around and nobody knew whether they could, you know, even breathe. <laughs> you guys had, you know, Keeping the Blues Alive at Maryland Hall, which, right. was, the, which was the food drive, and you played the the memories of, of, of festivals past, which was a wonderful thing. And you guys raised a significant amount of money off of that. It was like five grand or something like that. Well, it wasn't direct money. We actually raised food. So we made a delivery to the food bank. Um right. Did did some 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 photos, a, a video reel, and and supported on our social channels. But it was an an amazing day outside of Maryland Hall, and we talked a lot about the past blues festivals. Uh, we did have a special appearance from uh, We Care and Friends oh, from, Larry. Uh, from Larry, so that was lovely to see him, and just an all around great day. I'm pretty sure I got burnt, and uh, Sarah's kids got burnt too. But um, yeah, so we're bringing it back to the the blues festival weekend. You know, I have a. I have to find. I have a picture of Larry. Larry and I. Larry is was. 
probably four years young. Maybe I have a picture in high school. Oh, really? Of Larry and, and with me and uh, two friends. Just a picture of us all together. I will find it and show it to you. It's I've amazing. Got of, I've right? got Larry, one of Larry and I playing football against each yeah. other. Yeah. Oh, really? That's a small world. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're excited about that program. Of course, we'll be highlighting our Bud Light, right? Uh, front and center, as well as Budweiser, um, special appearance from Michelob Ultra as well, um, our craft brand, so Blue Point and Devil's Backbone. And we'll have a seltzer out there for you guys, but it uh, looks like we're going to have a great weekend full of blues and beer. Well, I want to thank Neil Katzeff, who is the owner of Katzeff Brothers, um, for uh, not just sponsoring the Chesapeake Bay Blues Festival, but for everything that you do for the community and the company is always out there. Uh, Don, thank you very much for bringing the music for 25 years. A quarter of a century is a is a huge run. The party is going to be epic May 21st and 22nd. It's a Saturday and Sunday at Sandy Point State Park. Getting there is easy. You can park uh, remotely at – you've got on the eastern shore. We have three spots. We have the eastern shore uh, park and ride. It's on um, – I think it's Thompson Avenue. It's by the uh, Bay Bridge Airport. Right. We've got uh, one off of uh, Truman Avenue that's uh, a park, also a park and ride off of River Road. And then we have the Naval Stadium, uh, the Navy Academy Stadium. Right. Free buses that will shuttle your shuttle yes. your butt right there. Yep. And, and take sometimes you... people say the buses is part of the show. So that bus ride. It's always, always, that. always, <laughs> always entertaining on the bus. That that is for sure. Uh, Bayblues.org is where you want to go for tickets. And uh, keep your eye out for VIP tickets that may or may not come available a little later. We don't have too much time until the festival. And I would suggest making sure you keep an eye on the Chesapeake Bay Blues Festival Facebook page and social medias because, as we've heard, there may be some other things in the works at some point. And I'm guessing that might be where you might be able to get wind of that. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. There's, I think we have 16,000, 17,000 followers on that. So that's a good, that's a good start to get word on the street if we do decide to get crazy again. I want to thank you guys again for taking the time today. I know, Neil, you've got a dental appointment pretty soon. Epic party, May 21st and 22nd. Definitely want to be there. Bayblues.org. I will be there. I know Cassie will be there. I know Neil will be there. And uh, it's a sort of a given that Don will be there. But you'll probably be there probably for like a week before. So. Uh, about a week before, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay. This Eye in Annapolis bonus podcast has been brought to you by Ketsif Brothers, the area's largest beer distributor. Please check them out at thegreatestbeers.com. Oh, and don't forget to check out ionanapolis.net for all your local news, opinions, and events. 